It is pointless to resist. Take it easy. I think Cash summed it up. I mean, it was awful. I mean, we we accomplished nothing. We we didn't win a division. Didn't make it to the playoffs. Didn't win a series in the playoffs, much less a championship. Uh, you know, I, I went over the winning record. That's a requirement as far as I'm concerned. So the fans uh, didn't get anywhere close to what they deserve. But, you know, we're all very passionate about this. We're, we're working our ass off. Big Stein's getting angry. We got Cashman and we got Steinbrenner meeting with the media today. I've got reactions to everything they said. This is NYY Recaps. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. (laughs) All right. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. The general manager meetings are underway. Uh, That is different from the winter meetings in which there's a lot of free agents and things of that nature, a lot more trades. Occasionally you'll see a trade during the GM meetings. Yankees got James Paxton right around this time a few years back. But today was more notable because we finally got the year-end press conferences from both Hal Steinbrenner and Brian Cashman. And I'll react to those in just a second. Hal Steinbrenner met via Zoom and... Brian Cashman uh, met with reporters outside of the building in the parking lot, uh, surrounded by a gaggle, as they say. Uh, but first, Yankees have hired a hitting coach, James Ro- Rosen. Ro- hang on, I think I pronounced his name wrong. Uh, Yankees hire a hitting coach. Hang on just a second. James, James Rousen, R-O-W-S-O-N. So he was with the Tigers. He was with the uh, Marlins. I don't know a lot about him. Uh, I heard Eric Kratz talk about him today, said he's a good guy, said he was part of that group in the minor leagues that was coming up with Gary Sanchez and Aaron Judge and Greg Bird and understands that side of the hitting philosophy. Uh, Apparently he's seen as kind of a blend between analytics and traditional approaches, and more notably – He's got a good rapport with both Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stanton. So welcome aboard to James. Hello, everybody. Got some people joining. Hello to J Cam. Hello to Kathy. Hello to Lori C. All right, let's begin with Hal Steinbrenner. So he spoke this afternoon around lunchtime. Uh, and as usual, as is par for the course for him, he talked very fast and very animatedly, but really didn't say a lot. Did really didn't say much at all. He said that the Yankees' performance was completely unacceptable. Uh, he confirmed that Aaron Boone will not return as manager next season, which should not come as a or sorry sorry he confirmed that will return as manager next season, uh, which should not come as a su- surprise to anyone who's been following all along. Uh, I, that's a little Freudian slip there. I would not have had Aaron Boone back. Uh, but, you know, this internal audit, as they call it, uh, it's more of like a partnership, he said, uh, with an analytics firm. And they're kind of, you know, studying the numbers, studying how this firm does the numbers. Uh, he, he talked about how he asked, you know, people on staff, about whether or not Aaron Boone should come back. He asked Omar Minaya. He asked uh, Brian Sabian. He didn't mention Brian Cashman, by the way. He asked um, 
Nick Swisher for some reason. I don't get that one. I guess Nick Cage wasn't available. What the hell does Nick Swisher know? He asked Andy Pettit. And they elected to keep Aaron Boone. He said that the team held meetings in August. And this was funny. I got a kick out of this. He said, we held meetings for three straight days for eight hours all day long. And he made it sound like it was this big, huge task to have three eight-hour days in a row. No holds barred. Everybody's speaking truthfully and, and saying what they mean. And, and we sat in a room together. And Come on. That's what everybody's job is like. You basically had three work days in a row, and you're proud of this? I'm the guy who does his job. You must be the other guy. Way too vague, as Frank says. It was very tough to watch. And again, he's a guy that seems a little bit delusional to me. Uh, Joel Sherman posted as much. He said, uh, you know, there were promises of big changes, right? There were promises, oh, we're going to make all these big changes. And so far, you've replaced a hitting coach that left voluntarily, and that's it, and hired a, a consulting firm. That's it. To me, that's not doing enough at this point. You've, you're already behind the eight ball, as is standard with this team. There's already teams out there making trades, re-signing players, picking up options. The Yankees have done none of this. They are quiet. Come on, let's make it snappy. Ron B says, what a joke. What a joke. I, I agree. They, they seem very unserious. Uh, some other major takeaways. Aaron Boone wants to bunt more, he says. Well, just prepare the fucking Canyon of Heroes. We're going to bunt more. Come on. He said that they plan to try and improve the offense this winter. Well, I would hope so. You were on par with the Oakland Athletics in terms of offensive production. And they were basically losing on purpose. Worked for three days. Come on. So one quote that I did find interesting was he said that finishing above 500 wasn't an accomplishment. It's a requirement. And that feels like, hey, if they had finished under 500, well, then there'd be changes. Then we would have cleaned house. That's a difference of a couple of games, a couple of bounces here and there. But to say that this team only needs slight tweaks here in terms of its management in terms of the people behind the scenes, well, to me, that's just delusional. He also said that a team shouldn't need a $300 million payroll to win, which I agree with, by the way. But that's what happens when you have a bad GM. You spend money for bad performance. Which is why I believe that Brian Cashman should be on a much hotter seat than he appears to be on. Now, you know, we'll talk about Brian Cashman in a second, but I still contend that George Steinbrenner should have fired Cashman and cleaned house after they blew that 3 nothing series lead to the Red Sox in 2004. So many of those people are still there. 
after the biggest failure in baseball history, and now you're even using it as motivational in in, in the two, 2022 playoffs. They watched clips of the Red Sox coming back. It's absolutely unbelievable to me. Ron B says Cashman Hal should be run out of town. I hardly agree. Anyway, th- these guys should not have lifetime contracts. I'm sorry. Steinbrenner said that the money coming off the payroll, uh, which Donaldson and, and a few others, will be reinvested. But the only time he pushed back was when a reporter asked him if he would go over the $300 million threshold. And he said, well, I'll go over 293 I'll go over 300 It doesn't matter. But he kind of brushed it off. But then he, he backtracked and said, but I don't think we need to. I don't think we need to go over 300 Look, the Rangers didn't have to go over 300 Yeah, well, the Rangers spent $800 million on contracts the last two seasons. And they've drafted well. And they've produced well from their farm system. The Yankees haven't done that. He said some of the guys that we saw in September will be back for opening day, but not all of them. In fact, he said at least one, if not more, uh, will play. Which, me to me, that means Austin Wells is a sure thing. I think Peraza and Pereira are both guys uh, with some trade value that the Yankees will almost certainly try to make some trades involving this winter. Uh, And that, to me, uh, brings to light the guy who's making the trades. Brian Cashman, who we have got to talk about. Cashman completely, just now, obliterated any hope I had for this offseason. I was hyped! If you guys watched the show yesterday, I was hyped going into this offseason. And he just obliterated it. He said, quote, I think we're pretty effing good personally. What? What? Pretty good? You just missed the playoffs. You just had a team batting average of 227. There was a time when this roster wouldn't carry somebody who hit under 240. And as a team, you hit 227. You didn't even score 700 runs. You were 11th in the American League in runs scored. I will say this for Cashman. He did sound pissed off, but I thought he sounded more pissed off at the media for asking him questions than at his team's performance. In fact, he was defending a lot of his moves. He also went on to criticize people that are criticizing the team, saying, look, a lot of people are, 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 are blaming the analytics and saying the Yankees are driven by analytics and they're flat out wrong. They're throwing around BS. Look, there is a segment of baseball pundits who will blame analytics. And there's a segment of fans that have heard this claim and repeated it themselves and created kind of an echo chamber. But I want to be perfectly clear, perfectly clear, that the issue to me has not been analytics. The issue to me has been roster construction. The guy making the decision to bring in Josh Donaldson is the problem. The guy saying, you know, we don't need Bryce Harper. That's the problem. The guy saying, oh, let's pass on Corey Seager. He's a problem. He defended trading for Joey Gallo and Sonny Gray. I'll give him a little bit of a pass on trading for Sonny Gray. We all wanted the Yankees to make that trade at the time. Everybody wanted that trade done. 
And he looked like a bulldog out there in Oakland. But some guys just can't handle New York. Now, you can say that the Yankees, uh, they kind of mishandled him. They took away some of his pitches. That's a management thing. That's a, a personnel issue. Sonny Gray now contending for a Cy Young Award. I get it. Not going to win. Garrett Cole's going to win. But uh, that relationship ended poorly. And I think it was due to the Yankees' management. Now, Joey Gallo was an absolute freaking head case for his entire career. Fidgeting around like a maniac. He, he, he would put on his jersey three or four times in the clubhouse. It had to be perfect. You know, I mean, these type of people do not do well in high-pressure situations like New York. You got to be somebody who's confident. Put on your jersey, even if it's inside out, I look great. You got to have confidence to play in New York. I'm sorry. Steinbrenner defended the Montas deal. He said that uh, there was a chance he could get hurt. They knew that. But then Brian Cashman just five minutes ago said, well, his shoulder actually looked better than we thought. We didn't think he was going to get hurt at all. Contradicting statements. Contradicting statements. And you know what? They traded for him anyway, even though he had just come off the IL with a shoulder problem and he broke. As Cashman so eloquently put it. You know who else they traded for that was hurt? Harrison Bader. And you traded Jordan Montgomery for him and said Jordan Montgomery wouldn't be a playoff pitcher for us. Wouldn't be a playoff pitcher. You know who he just dominated for? The world champions in the playoffs. Helped lead them to a World Series. You didn't hear those guys defending that move today. Gaming Kid Joe says this offseason is going to go a lot like the trade deadline. I'm starting to uh, I'm starting to agree. Cashman said that their priority this winter is to get two outfielders, preferably left-handed, and to reinforce the pitching. So since you got Dominguez coming back for center field, he's a switch hitter. I think they're going to keep him. To me, that says they're either going to trade for a left fielder like Soto or sign Bellinger uh, and pick up probably Kevin Kiermeyer. In fact, I think that's going to be the first move they make because they've already been linked together. Kevin Kiermeyer as your center field stopgap until Dominguez is back, which I'm actually okay with. He's a defensive stud. Yeah, he might get hurt, but he's not going to cost you a ton of money. It's a one-year deal, no commitment, and I like him. He plays hard. He's a good player. He's had injury problems, which the Yankees will rightfully get criticized for signing another guy who's had injury problems when they sign him, but you don't need him to start the whole season, and you're not giving him a five- or seven-year deal. You're going to sign him to a one-year deal and hope that he gets you through till July without getting hurt, and then Dominguez can take over. That's what I anticipate will happen with Kevin Kiermeyer. And they're going to sign one pay, one pitcher or trade for one pitcher. Uh, that means Yamamoto, Montgomery, Corbin Burns, Blake Snell. All of these guys have to be considered on the table. I think Michael Lorenzen just threw a no-hitter uh, is on the table. Um, but I guess we'll, we'll see. Izzy Yu says we need a gem like Chris Young. Absolutely. Hey. Chris Young did a hell of a job with the Rangers. But you know what? They spent money. And look, the Yankees have spent some money. They spent on Aaron Judge last year. They spent on Carlos Rodon. So 
you know, I'm not going to kill them for the moves they made last year, but I will crush them for saying, we're not done. They knew they didn't have enough. They knew it. Don't let them say they didn't know it. Don't let them say they thought they were strong enough to win it all because they knew they didn't have enough. That's why they said, we're not done. But you know what? They were done. Except for, what, Willie Calhoun and, and, and Jake Bowers and some other non-roster guys that you signed in spring training. And once again, we're seeing the preliminary sort of, I guess, procedure that the Yankees have where they they – come out and, and they say a bunch of stuff that really means nothing, contradictory in a lot of ways. And they say what their priorities are, but they also backtrack and, and, and say how hard it is to get these guys. And look, I feel like they will make some moves this year because you cannot run back an 82 win team, but you've got to be more aggressive. You have got to put your foot on the gas. And that's one of the reasons that I support replacing Brian Cashman, replacing his entire front office. Imagine a team of the best young executives, the best young baseball people, all trying to make a name for themselves, and they got a $300 million budget. Imagine what that looks like. Imagine what a front office staffed by mostly Rays and Dodgers personnel, the youngest and the best and the brightest Imagine what they would do with the Yankees' payroll. Let's take some comments here. Um, Larry Marshall says, and why did they make those trades? Analytics. So no, they're not driven by analytics, but analytics are in the front street, some front seat giving directions. Bing! Bing! Look, the roster construction has just been awful for a long time. Dr. Hitskin says most wanted Gallo. Well, most fans don't know what the hell they're talking about. This is a guy who was striking out at an unbelievable rate. And most of the people in this chat, most of the people that joined this channel were saying, we don't need more strikeouts. I don't recall whether or not, I think I was kind of on the fence because I wanted the power. I wanted the threat because I knew we needed a left-handed hitter. But it's like it's like being so thirsty that you'll drink seawater. You know it's going to kill you, but you need it. The Yankees needed a left-handed bat because they passed on other obvious moves. They should have freaking signed Bryce Harper. They should have considered Corey Seager. But they continue to pass on the obvious moves. Ian says, they'll make moves. There are too many worthwhile free agents out there to get. Question is, will it be enough? And Dr. Hiskin says, should have more of a sense of urgency. <laughs> Ariel 4KS says, every time I see Bryce Harper hit a home run in the playoffs, it makes me hate Cashman that much more. You're a funny guy. <laughs> I'm funny how? I mean, funny like I'm a clown? I amuse you? I appreciate it, guys. Uh, we're going to wrap it up here because, look, this is going to be a long winter if the Yankees don't step on the gas right now and recognize that they've got a lot of work to do. They have got a lot of work to do. Farewell and adieu to you fair Spanish ladies. I gotta get out of here! 
Patrick says we're doomed. God, I can't even shimmy today. Not supposed to be this pissed go, off. On November 7th, George is getting upset. Game over, man. Game over. <laughs> Scott with a nice comment I can't put on there. But Omar says the Yankees have had a roster problem now for seven or for several years. It doesn't surprise me Cashman is disconnected from what the Yankees organization organization entices. I think what he's trying to say is what we all know. This stadium is built for left-handed hitters. You've got a majestic history of World Series, all featuring big left-handed bats that hit big home runs in Yankee Stadium, and you refuse to get the premier lefties when available. And I'm tired of it, and you should be too. I'll see you soon, guys. Oh, wait, we got a quick super chat before we leave. Luis Tejada says, I hope they trade for Soho and get the, or so, or sorry, Soto and get the Japanese pitcher. I'll be the Yamamoto. I'll be back with a, um, a total breakdown of Yamamoto in the near future. Uh, there was some good stuff that I encountered this week, so I will, I will pass that along in the near future, probably either Friday or Saturday morning. And we'll see you then. Ball game over. Most impressive.